When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. This episode of Believe in South Carolina is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, B L E A V 50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online where the game starts. Now, time for Believe in South Carolina. Michigan at the 41. What a hit! Ball's free! On the ground! South Carolina deserves to have it, and they do! Well, the week has finally arrived. South Carolina in Kentucky, taking on the Wildcats, a team that has given USC a lot of headaches over the last couple of years. And they gave South Carolina a lot of headaches in preseason. And if you don't know what I'm talking about or don't remember, we'll remind you in a little bit. Welcome in everyone to Believe in South Carolina. I am Mike Yuba. And alongside me, as always, is Nick Klaus, as well as former Gamecock running back Marcus Lattimore. Fellas, it is good to see you. It is good to talk with you on another week of Gamecock football. Again, I can't believe it's already week six of the season. It's good to have everybody back all together. Yeah. Um, man, this is flying by. It really yeah. is. Man. You know, with this week coming up, going into this is really the start of the gauntlet. Oh, and yeah. that gauntlet does not get it, it does not start easy and it does not end easy. I think Nick, you were saying right before we hopped on the call, <laughs> you were looking at the top 15. Yeah. I mean, in that, in the in the top 25, you look at the eight people, and it was worse two weeks ago. We've had some teams drop out, but we still got Clemson. That's at the end of the season. They're five. We played Georgia, they're two. We got Tennessee, I think they're eight. Jeez. And then this week we have Kentucky in there 13. I mean, that's just the SEC schedule. And, and also, we, Marcus, me and you were just talking before um, we started recording and just going from we've played Kentucky close 
a lot of years, but I don't think we've seen a Kentucky team that's this good that people think could actually fight for an SEC championship, a chance to dethrone Georgia if they have, if they can. Obviously, Georgia's very good, so I'm not saying that's a that's completely going to happen, but it's definitely there's definitely a shot. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting this week. That's a very good Kentucky team, and and you know, like I said, we've played them close a lot, but it's going to be interesting this weekend. And it's a, it's going to if, if South Carolina can get a win. It'll mean a lot to this season and what they can do. So, it'll be an interesting one. It'll mean a lot, Nick and Marcus, because you think back to SEC media days and the comments made by Mark Stoops. Now, Stoops has come out. Stoops has said that was not directed at Shane Beamer. Those comments, and I'm paraphrasing right now, when you're talking about building culture, anyone could, you know, throw on some goofy sunglasses and dance around and this and that. And Shane Beamer took the high road, which I think a lot of us were not shocked by, saying, oh, you know, I know Mark. I'm sure those comments weren't directed at me. Got nothing but respect for his program, yada, yada, yada. I'll tell you right now, from talking to people inside that building, going back to when those comments came out, it's not just all sunshine and rainbows. They took those comments personally. And now that this week has finally arrived, they're ready to go. They're ready to go. And having the two extra days, to me, is going to be big for South Carolina. I truly believe that. I think Marcus Satterfield has proven in his short time at at USC, going back to last season, when he's had extra time, getting ready for the Florida game off of bye week, getting ready for the Dukes-Mayo Bowl, having a couple extra weeks. That's when he's been able to get the offense clicking the best. Can they do that with the extra two days? We'll have to wait and see. But one thing in particular that really stands out to me about this game, guys, that South Carolina needs to do in order to get Shane Beamer's first road SEC win, they need to be able to score early. That's something that they've struggled with. And, Marcus, I don't know if we talked about it last week. Ben Portnoy from the state newspaper, the great statistic. And I'm going to just use the number 100, so, you know, ballparking. South Carolina's being outscored in the first half by FBS opponents, in the Beamer era, by 100 points. They need to be able to play fast. They're a team that's been playing well in most of the games in the second half, especially in the fourth quarter under Beamer. They need to be able to get out to a lead early and be able to compete in this game against Kentucky if they want to be able to find themselves in the fourth quarter with an opportunity to win. Well, if you go back to Arkansas – I vividly remember that first drive. And, I mean, the first three or four plays, we were clicking. We were moving the ball down the field. Then it came to a third down. It was, I mean, I think it had to be a third and six. And we, quite frankly, we missed a read. Uh, we had a we had an empty formation, and we had stick concept. Stick concept is just the tight end. Uh, pretty much playing forward or center in basketball, trying to get open right in the middle of the field. And he was he was open, and we missed it, you know? And, I mean, the crowd was going nuts. I mean, and it's, it's, it's going to be the same situation at Kentucky. We're going to be we're, – we're, what's been evident for me personally is that we're able to drive the ball on people. 
You know, but can we fin like can we finish that drive? Can we get in those third down situations? We're gonna be in the third and six and third and seven that first drive against Kentucky. Uh, heck, I hope we get the ball first so we can go ahead and get that momentum going and get it rolling. But we're gonna be in those situations. Can we can can we complete passes? Can, can can we make smart decisions? And you know, can we? Quite frankly, that first drive is so important, like you said, Mike. I mean, I think it's just it makes the biggest difference because you. I mean, heck, you just don't want the crowd to get into the game and what they've done up in Lexington, like with their stadium. Um, I remember the last time we went there. I mean, it's it's like a it looks like a luxurious living room now. I mean, they have turf. Heck, when we played there, it was grass that was four inches tall, you know? So, I mean, I mean, heck, it's always like a tough place to play, but now they've turned it into an experience. And you don't want that crowd to get into the game. They they care about football. I don't know what, uh, I don't know what Calipari was talking about, you know, when he said this is a basketball school. They care, <laughs> they care about football in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, so, we, we have to get out on that first drive. And, you know, Coach Satterville, he's put us in some good positions this year. We just got to execute, execute, execute. And, I mean, we know it's going to be tough. I mean, it's, it's, it's a Kentucky team, as Nick said, that I've never seen. You know, I mean, they have always had good players. But – I think it's really comparable to what South Carolina could potentially be one day when you compete with recruits with Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama, teams with rich tradition. Kentucky has proven that it doesn't matter uh, if you if you don't have that that lineage of 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 talent, you can still win in the SEC. So. um I think this is kind of like we're we're in the same boat as Kentucky, you know, in in a lot of different uh, in a lot of different phases of college football. So uh, this, I mean, heck, this is a this is a great way to 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 make a statement as we start this gauntlet. I'm definitely excited for this matchup because one thing Mike said of Satterfield had a few extra days. I think us playing on Thursday actually does help us in this scenario. Also, like I said, the history of us playing Kentucky the last couple of years, it has been close. So I think this could be a game that really shows, hey, South Carolina is here to play in the SEC. And like you said, get Shane Beamer his first road win. I want to go back to talking about starting slow because, Marcus, me and you talked before the Georgia game we did that episode and we talked about basically we said if they start slow against Georgia, it's done by the end of the first half, it's going to be 21, nothing. They're going to be down by three scores. They were down 24, nothing at half. They started slow. So yeah. So if you're looking at that, if they're starting that slow against Georgia and we, we already said it, if you do it, you're going to be out of this game. You are going to be out of this game. Well, it's same thing here against Kentucky. It was the same thing against Arkansas. Against these teams that are, you know, top 30, top 25 caliber, you cannot come into the game 
and start slow and have a bad first, second, and third drive and go three and out four straight times, those types of things, they kill you. They, they, you're out of the game before it's even started. And that's a trend that we have seen when South Carolina plays, you know, higher ranked opponents and these better SEC schools. And I also do agree with Marcus. I think there are a lot of, you know, similarities between Kentucky and South Carolina. I think Kentucky's just a few years more down the road than South Carolina is. South Carolina's starting this all pretty brand new in Shane Beamer's second season. So, yeah, there's a lot of similarities there, but I, I really agree with Mike. I mean, they have to – they can't start slow. They can't, you know, have a bad first drive and then follow it up with a, you know, decent to bad second drive and then just keep doing that, and then you're down 14 nothing. And then, like, like you said, the crowd gets into it, and then that's a whole different thing you got to fight through. So they need to come out, come out hot, come out strong, and – and be confident in the way they're playing. And, uh, you know, hopefully I know it's, I know these last two games have been against Charlotte and SC state, but you know, show Marshawn Lloyd, what you did against those show that you can do it against an sec opponent Rattler show that you can throw against sec opponents against better opponents. Cause I honestly think, you know, if maybe it clicks in his head, he plays better against, you know, sec opponents because of the skill level he was playing against at Oklahoma, you know, those things need to start clicking. And if they do, you know, they're in a good shape to beat Kentucky, but you know, those all have to come together. And we've talked about that all year. It all needs to come together. So hopefully it comes together for them against Kentucky and Lexington. Marcus, I want to go back to something you brought up about some of the things you've seen with Marcus Satterfield, because I think there's so many people on the outside and it's not just fans, you can say boosters, whoever the case may be. And they're going to look at what South Carolina does this weekend as the make or break point for Satterfield. Do I feel like going into this game, that's the case? No. Do I feel like that could heat his seat up in a sense? I guess. But I, I do agree that there's been situations when you've looked at it from an offensive standpoint, especially over the last couple of weeks, because I've said it before. It was going to take South Carolina some time to be able to click. Tom Brady, when he went to the Buccaneers, what happened the first couple of games? Greatest quarterback of all time. It took some time. It took some time. And we've seen that, right? You're thrown into the gauntlet. you got a talented quarterback. Some people want to write off Rattler. Well, Rattler, the last two weeks, two drops last week, that, that wasn't on him. Last two weeks, he's been really good. He's done exactly what you've been looking for from a quarterback, right? Protect the football. I know the two interceptions. What are you going to do, though? Can't do anything about that. You put the ball in the spot, they drop it. But he's looked much better in terms of a comfortability standpoint. He's been looking sharp. So I say all this, Marcus, because what do you, what would you do based on what we've seen South Carolina do over the last couple of weeks to be able to put them in a situation to succeed, especially to be able to get that hot start against a team like Kentucky on the road? Well, I, I, I want to emphasize the fact that Marcus Satterfield is calling. He's calling good plays. He, he's, he's putting us in situations where receivers, quarterbacks and receivers can succeed. You know, it, like, you know, what people have to remember is it's like he, he, is, he is seeing the game 
from from the sideline view and he's calling based on what he sees you know and sometimes protection breaks down sometimes Spencer's eyes might be in the wrong spot like you said Mike this thing takes time you know this is their uh fifth fifth game together Marcus Satterfield is calling plays based off of because, because things are open, you know, and unfortunately, you know, just like with Brian, McKin- Brian McClendon a few years ago, he was calling plays that he saw that were open, but sometimes the quarterback misses that. Sometimes he's just not, they're not on the same page and they're not seeing the coverage the the, the same way. And, you know, unfortunately that that's still on the offensive coordinator. You know, I mean, it's it, it, there's nothing that it, it's not like it's it's just what it is, and you know that that leads to job changes. You know, that's just that's just football, and that's just SEC football. You either you win and you're calling good plays, or you're not. Uh, either you either you're executing good play, executing plays, or you're not. But I mean, let Spencer Rattler be who he is. You know, that's how we that's how we get off into a good start. Uh, you know, obviously, he's a guy that likes to throw on the run. You know, I, I, I love how we started the game against Arkansas. You know, we, we, we hit a few. We hit two or three high percentage passes, you know, and then we rolled out and then we and then we had, a, you know, we had a little bootleg and then some play act, bootleg play action, whatever you want to call it, where, you know, Spencer Rattler, he's on the move allow him to be on the move using his legs and give him some, give him some patterns where, where, where guys are running across the field and he's running. I mean, allow him to be him, you know, because I mean, that's, that's when he's at his best uh, when, when he's on the move and, and he, and he's making, and he's being an athlete with a, with quarterback attached to it. Uh, I, I just, it's, it's again, this, this is so easy to say, you know, but they're going up against a really stout Kentucky defense. Uh, they're, I mean, from their linebackers to their secondary, they've been really stingy this season. Um, I've, I've watched two games of them and, you know, I assume that, you know, the, the same game plan that they had against Florida will probably be similar uh, uh, towards us, you know, where, you know, the quarterback from Florida, he had all this hype, you know, game one, he, he just went off and somehow he's a Heisman Trophy candidate after that game. And then, you know, Kentucky comes to town and, you know, they put pressure on him. They put pressure on him early. And he had to sit in there and, and they and they and they took away uh his ability to roll out to the side that he wants to roll out. Uh and I feel like uh that's what Kentucky's gonna do. They're gonna put pressure on us. They're gonna put pressure on us. And you know, that's that defense has been stout. So what I mean, what can we do? I mean, we we just we we have to we have to really find a way, find a way to get him out of the pocket, get him out of the pocket. Um, but it's not going to be easy, 
you know, this it's easy for me to say that. It's not going to be easy against these guys. I mean, they they tough, man. And it's just that they've kind of built their culture on toughness. And you kind of see it come out. You see it come out against Ole Miss. You saw it come out against Florida. Uh, they've been they've been stout all season, it's, and it's not going to be any difference on Saturday. But how, however, we have good players too. We have really good players, so get him rolling out. And like Nick said, it, it it's not an option. We have to get the running game going, you know. Or it's just the get the game just goes by. The game goes by uh, too quick, and we give that defense. And we and we don't allow our defense to rest, so we got to run that clock, run the clock. And we've heard so many times. I mean, on the broadcast, they talk about it. Um, we've heard it just throughout different reporters, everything. And it's been a lot about you know Rattler doesn't stay in the pocket. He doesn't stay in the pocket. We need to get him to stay in the pocket longer. Well, if you've noticed, when Rattler leaves the pocket and goes on the run, I honestly think he's better at throwing. <laughs> he likes he likes doing that more. When he yep. rolls out, he's on the run. That's what he likes. That's where he's comfortable. Okay, so let's play into that. Like like Marcus said, let's play into that. Let's play into his strength. Let him be him. Let's not try and change him into, into a more NFL-style quarterback or whatever. Unless he really wants to make that transition, then I'll be it. But he's better at that. So let's do that. And then Marcus touched on the run game a little bit, but that's where I was going to go right away. We saw Marshawn Lloyd rush for 169 yards against Charlotte. And yes, I get it. It's Charlotte. But I truly believe, and I have a feeling Marcus will agree with me. Mike, you'll probably agree with me. I think Marshawn Lloyd's good enough to do that against SEC opponents. I fully do. And, I just think... Nick, yeah, go ahead. Keep going, but he has... His confidence has improved every single game. Mm-hmm. 100%. He's got in the, in that Charlotte game just gave him more confidence. He did well against SC State. Now I want to see it against an SEC opponent, and I fully think he can do it. I mean, you just watch the way he runs, everything. He he can do it against SEC opponents. So I think we have to see that. Can we use him as an example though? Because from an injury standpoint, we understand what Marshawn was going through and the confidence that he's been able to pick up the last couple of weeks. Just the confidence this team can pick up, though. Just use Mark. Just use him as an example. If he can gain confidence, why can't the rest of this team gain confidence based off the last two weeks? Yeah, I mean, exactly, that's- exactly. Yeah. I think that was one of the most important things about the last two weeks. Is yeah, you just played Arkansas and Georgia, and yeah, you're one and two, and no one wants to be you know under five hundred, but you played two very good SEC teams. You know, you came out on the on on the other end of it, which which always sucks. But then after that, you have two teams who you handled. You your offense put up season highs and points. Use that confidence. Yes, it's against a lesser opponent, but use the confidence you built. You saw what your offense can do. You saw what Marshawn Lloyd can do. And like I said, I think he can consistently do that just because of his ability and his skill level. Um, because you just watch the way he runs. I mean, you saw the play against Charlotte when he hurdled the guy. How many points did South Carolina put up the last two weeks? And you can round up. You can use a round number. This is where I'm trying to go with this. How many points have they put up the last two weeks combined? Oh, 100. Around 100. This is the first time since 1995 
that South Carolina has scored 50 points in back-to-back weeks. And people are going to be like, well, you know, they played lesser, you know, inferior opponents. You're going to tell me over the last 27 years, South Carolina hasn't had back-to-back weeks where they haven't played, you know, they, they, they've played uh, non-inferior. I mean, come on. I mean, it's happened before. So let's not sit here and be like, well, you know, I, I don't know. They played Charlotte. They played SC State. Uh, look what happened against Southern. What, what was it? Georgia. Uh, I'm, I'm blanking right now. Oh, my goodness. I Charles Georgia Southern State. a couple years ago. Oh. They scored oh, seven. Yeah. Okay. Look. <laughs> They've done this in back-to-back weeks. I mean, can we – and Marcus, and Nick, you can weigh in on this too. I get it that people want to see it against SEC opponents. And, Marcus, we talked about this last week. I get it they want to see it against SEC opponents. I totally get that. But, Marcus, can you give just these fans who just don't want to buy into it right now or give them at least the reason why they should have more hope going into this week that the offense will look better. I mean, shoot, it's, it's week six. If you think this is the same South Carolina team that we saw from an offensive standpoint, we haven't talked about the defense yet. If you want to talk about them from an offensive standpoint, they're not the same as they were against Georgia week three. No, they're just not. There's going to be people out there though, that don't believe that until they play Kentucky. I don't think that's going to be the case. I really don't. And if, if I'm dead wrong, I'll be the first to admit it. I just feel like we've seen things with this offense, even though you've, it's gone up against TikTok tech and this and that. They've done things, though, that should make you feel – they look more in sync. They look like they truly believe what the hell they're doing now. And guys are going to start creeping up in the box if they do respect South Carolina's run game. What's going to happen? The passing lanes are going to be there. You want to see Spencer rally air it out a little bit more? This could be the week. Teams weren't doing that before the beginning of the year. Why? Because they didn't respect you from a run standpoint. They didn't respect you. So they're just going to be ready for Rattler to throw the football. And he made it easy because you became a one-trick pony in a lot of those games early on in the year. 240 yards is what you've averaged these last two weeks. You weren't, I think it was 211 yards total the first three weeks. This offense has made improvements. Whether you want to acknowledge it or not, now, what do they do, though, Marcus, to keep it going forward? What makes – give people a reason why they should feel good going into this game. Well, I know from a running back perspective, when, when, I, when I hear talk about the opposing running back all week and how good Chris Rodriguez is, and, yes, he is a really good back, uh, he runs hard, He's gonna be a he's gonna be a great NFL back, but you keep hearing that shit over and over again by everybody you come in contact with. Chris Rodriguez, Chris Rodriguez. I know Marshawn Lloyd. Marshawn Lloyd is sick of hearing about Chris Rodriguez. Uh, and you know, I know he's a humble cat, and he would never admit this, but he wants to prove that he's better than Chris Rodriguez, and he has the ability. He has the skill. He has all the tools that Chris Rodriguez has. Um, you know, so from that perspective, I think we can we, we we can expect a flash. We can we can we can expect to see some some things that we hadn't seen yet from 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 Marshawn Lloyd, and which we've already. I mean, we've already he's already shown that he can do whatever you ask him to do in the run game. 
You know, he can run inside. He can run outside. Heck, he can catch the ball and, and make people miss. He can do whatever you want him to do. But I, I, I really, really think we have to go back. Before I answer that question, Mike, we have to go back to what Nick said. Like, th- Kentucky is in the situation that we will be in three or four years from now. You know, it, it, it's a it's a building phase. It's a building process. And, you know, no, no, everything won't be perfect. You know, Kentucky won two games their first year, five games the second year. And they've just been building on that. But that we're in that phase right now. And I remember Kentucky in that phase. They were scary. They were scared. We, we, we were always. I know for certain we were always concerned when they came to town or when we went to Lexington. And what fans need to know is that we are going to compete. It's not going to be, it's not going to be the Arkansas game. You know, Arkansas, we competed, you know, we, we didn't get blown out. This game is going to be competitive. Uh, it's going to be competitive simply because it's our second time. It's our second time this season on the road in the SEC. So it, it, it's just you have to get a feel of of what it's like when you're in a when you're in a hostile environment. You have to get that feel first. That that was a a lot of our players' first taste was was down in Fayetteville when 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 they played Arkansas. But this time, a little bit more accustomed a little bit more acclimated. I mean, the play calling changes when you're on the road because of the noise. And, you know, the the tempo of the offense changes, like all of those things we've been through, simply because we've been through it one time, the second time it will be better. You know, I mean, and and that's just just how it goes. Uh, One thing in particular, you know, one thing in particular, I believe that, we, 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 we will clean up is the turnovers because I, I just keep hearing coach Beamer say it over and over again. You can't turn the ball over, can't turn the ball over. Um, you know, and he's done, like you said, Mike, he's done everything. You Spencer has done everything he's been asked to do. You know, he's playing within the system. Um, I, 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 I expect simply because Marshawn Lloyd is sick of sick of hearing about Chris Rodriguez, our second time on the road in the SEC, and third turnovers. Those three things will 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 be will be flashes in the game. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's yes, they have more talent. I, I mean, I'll go out and say it; they have more talent. That they're they're a lot more their culture is a lot more uh, 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 set now, but it's because he's been there. I think almost eight years now. You give Coach Beamer eight years, our culture will be set too. Yeah, and I'd say one thing that we've heard. Well, actually, two things we've heard so much about Shane Beamer's teams. First off, they are all about improvement. We've seen improvement every week. We will always we saw it last season. I mean, they say it every day and get one percent better every day. That's one thing we've always known about Shane Beamer's teams is they get better every day. The other thing is 
Shane Beamer's South Carolina teams going off of last year have an ability to perform above expectation. And I, and I think we're going to see that soon, especially later in the season, because that's when we saw it last year. Because, you know, like I said, like Marcus said, this is their second time going to um, on the road in an SEC game. And Razorback Stadium is not an easy place to have your first, first road game for some of these guys. Not at all. So now going to Lexington, so they're, they're learning from the last time, they're learning from the Georgia game, have confidence from the last two games. Um, it puts them in a good spot and to, like I said, perform above expectation. Yes, Kentucky has better talent. But like Marcus said, it's from having the same head coach for much longer. They've been building for much longer. They, we just started this, Gamecocks just started this build a year ago. Um, maybe a year and a half ago, but I'd say on the, another note of what I want to see in this next game is Jaheim Bell needs to be more involved. We oh need to get goodness. him the ball more. I mean, like even against SC State, he had I think forty-eight yards uh, receiving, forty-eight yards receiving two receptions. And ran the ball twice for four yards. So that's only four times he even touches the ball. Which that is against SC State, so maybe they're trying to use him a little less. But I really want to see him get more involved and be the player we know he is. We know, And, and he just needs the touches. He needs the opportunities. And uh, I think with him and Lloyd, if they can come out and, and Marshawn Lloyd, if you watched any of the the uh, ESPNU documentary they have. I mean, when they did a special on him, all him, his mom and him were saying was, this is my year. This is his year. This is my year. He wants to prove everyone. He wants to prove everyone and show them who he is. And, and I think he, with the Rodriguez hype, that's, that's just more, more fuel to the fire. Oh, my goodness. So I think yeah. Jaheim Bell and Marshawn Lawyer are going to be huge in this game, but we got to get Jaheim Bell more touches. That, that, Jaheim Bell, there, there, there has been rare occasions when Jaheim, when he steps on the field. I don't know if there's a better player on the field. I mean, like on both sides, on, on whoever we're playing. And when I say that, I mean total athlete. Like what his ability and what he's able to do. Uh he he's got Nicky Nicky's got to, he's got to touch the ball. He, mm-hmm. he 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 has to. He must touch the ball. I mean, he's 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 that type of guy. He's got nine. He's got nine receptions on the season. Can on I point something season. out, guys? Can I point yeah, something out because I've gone back and I've watched some of the past games, and I think it doesn't. I'm not saying this just about Jaheim. Because there's certainly been situations where he's been open and the ball hasn't been thrown to him. This has been an issue, I feel like, with not just Jaheim, but some of the other guys on the team. Guys aren't getting open sometimes. Guys aren't getting open. They're not creating that separation. So I I say all that because, again, the playbook is going to be, the scheme's going to be the scheme. Satterfield's not going to, you know, go to a spread-style offense midway through the season and change things up. It is what it is. It's pro-style offense. It's not going to be the sexiest playbook. 
It's not going to be the Pat Mahomes style. It's not going to be the Josh. It's, it's, it's the schemes, the scheme. I say all that, though, because I feel like he's trying to find ways to get the ball to a guy like Jaheim Bell, whether it be the quick screen passes, the quick pass. And I know this is stuff the fans are all like they're sick and tired of seeing. So I think what you got to do this week is with having those two extra days and hopefully Satterfield was able to see some things out there, find ways to be able to get him open, get him the ball as you envision. Cause I'm sure Satterfield's not dumb. I mean, I think there's be some fans that would disagree with that comment, but you, know, you talk to everybody, you talk to guys, even like Pat DeMarco who went on, I think it was 107.5 the game last week. He mentioned it. He's very talented when it comes to just his IQ and knowledge of, of offenses. I think they're struggling right now to simplify things to be able to get him the ball. I think they're trying their best to be able to find ways to get him the ball. But it also comes down to what Marcus said earlier about just from a player standpoint, execution. You've got to be able to create that separation. You need to create that separation. So if I'm Jaheim Bell, Am I frustrated that I haven't seen the ball that much? Absolutely. But at the same time, too, I got to start asking myself, and I'm not saying that it's just limited to him, but ask myself, what can I do to be able to improve this? Are there, are there opportunities that I can do a better job of creating separation? A guy like Josh Mann, can I do better with creating separation? Stuff like that. So I bring that up just because I've seen so many comments on the forum I've seen it on our post-game shows, people asking, why isn't this guy getting the ball? Why isn't that guy getting the ball? Well, there's only one ball. There's a lot of talented guys. Probably the most talent South Carolina has had on their roster in quite some time. But with that all being said, they also need to find ways to get open so they can get them the ball. No, and I, I agree. It's definitely – I think that a huge part of their playbook and when they're preparing for the week is how can we get Jaheim the ball? How can we do that? How can we get, you know, our weapons open? I think it does. I think a lot of the problems come down to execution over the past couple of weeks. They, I mean, it's just, we've been, we've been trying to figure out since week one, you know, oh, is Rattler comfortable? Is he confident? Why, why aren't we hitting that pass? You know, it's all, it's all the execution. I think the game plan, they're trying to, to get it, but that's the disconnect we talked about, I think two weeks ago, like the disconnect there. And so that's what we're looking for against Kentucky is for that to come together. And we'll, we'll say that a thousand times, but that's what, that's what needs to happen. It's the execution is, is it actually going to come out on the field and, and work and, you know, you really want it to, and you hope it does, but um, that's what we'll see against Kentucky. And I, I think they're in a good spot. I think it's building towards that with these last two weeks. And I think we're going to see an, a more improved South Carolina team against Kentucky, just like we have every single week, except maybe against Georgia, but that game was so one-sided. But I think it's going to continue to improve. We've been talking a lot about offense and the concerns that we have on that side. From a defensive perspective, I mean, I was, I was concerned against South Carolina State that they were able to just run in inside zone read and, and the quarterback pick up these huge chunk. I mean, I know there were holding penalties, but um, I mean, the quarterback was, 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 was rattling off, you know, 25, 30 yard runs, you know, like, like it was nothing. 
Um, and obviously Kentucky, I mean, they like to they like to use three tight ends and, and you know, run right in your face. Um, so I, I don't think it's a I don't I don't even think it's a question what they're gonna try to do against us. Um, yeah, they got some talented receivers, but I mean, what why why even why even make that not I mean I think they're going to try to run the ball on us. Um, I think they're going to try to run it down our throat, just like Arkansas did. That's what they. That's what they've seen work against against us. Right. The ball. So I mean, that's that's going to got to be the game plan. And that that's that more than anything, anything that the offense is doing is concerning because you know if we can't if we can't stop. The run, you know, and, 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 you know, not every drive. I mean, obviously, they're going to have their wins and we're going to have we're going to have situations where we lose. But if we can't stop the run most of the time, the game can the game can get out of hand real quick. And which is why, which is why it's so critical, critical that the offense starts fast. You know, so it, it's it's not even like a. It's not even up for 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 discussion when it comes to what the offense needs to do that first drive. You got to go down and get seven quickly, and it, it's. I mean, it's just imperative. I mean, like just just because just because of, and then you know they're a little bit pissed off of what happened at Ole Miss at the end of the game. So, I mean, it, it's it's just that. It's just extra ammo for them, an extra added fire as they come into this game. So, um, yeah, we, we we have to get off to a fast start. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's a four. Is it a four thirty Eastern game? Actually, don't know, Mike. Do you know what this time? will be? This will be a seven thirty Eastern game, Eastern time game. I'm sorry, guys. I'm mesmerized right now, and I'll, you you guys will be able to see it. This is makes for great podcast because it's throwback week. They have the old Patriot stuff Ooh, going oh, on around Gillette Stadium. So really neat here. Uh, just looking around the stadium before Belichick's press conference. So again, that makes for great podcast uh, content because you guys can't see anything I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but I, 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 I think one thing too, I do want to bring up from a defensive standpoint, I've brought this up before the past defense hasn't been really bad this year for South Carolina, all things considered. The fact that you lose a guy who I felt like was going to be the leading uh, the leader in sacks this year for South Carolina and Jordan Strong. You lose him week two. You lose a guy like Bo Caba. You've had to find ways to improve the pass rush. Yet you really haven't you really haven't had the the same issues that I thought you would by by having so many guys banged up there on top of the fact that you've been banged up in the secondary. So again, that's all things considered. Will Levis really good quarterback. And I don't know if you guys saw the comments that Lane Kiffin made after the game, kind of made a wise ass remark about Levis in terms of like, wow, I can't we beat I can't believe we beat the uh, the number 1 draft pick next year. You know, they're telling me so much this guy's going to be the number 1 draft, pick. you know. So you know, I'm sure he's going to have a chip on his shoulder this week. But I think the big thing for South Carolina is you have struggled to sack the quarterback this year. This is a team that has allowed 19 sacks through the first five games. 
I believe they allowed five sacks against NIU, or at least three. They've allowed three, I believe, in every game so far this season. So I, I say that because you have a golden opportunity to be able to get to the quarterback this week. As talented as he is, this offensive line from a passing standpoint, pass protection, they're not that great. They're really not. So obviously what this offense looks like now in comparison to what they looked like a couple weeks ago is night and day because you have Rodriguez back. We mentioned that before with him. But at the same time, too, if you can be able to make this a game, if you can be able to somehow stop the run and force them to pass the football, which is going to be the challenge. I think that's what it comes down to. Can South Carolina stop Kentucky's run game? They're not averaging a lot of rushing yards this year, but at the same time, too, they didn't have Rodriguez. And they know going into this game that even a team like Charlotte had success running the football on you. Can you stop the run? Because if you can, I like South Carolina's chances from a defensive standpoint. Offensively, we talked about what they need to do from an offensive standpoint. But from a defensive standpoint, can you stop the run? And if they do pass, can you take advantage of a banged-up offensive line? I think that's something that's going to be massive this week. And then, of course, just creating turnovers. It goes without saying, because that's why South Carolina's defense was as successful as they were last year and why they led the SEC in turnovers is because they were able to be – they were able to capitalize on it. You know, they were able to make things happen. They're plus one over the last two games. Of course, protecting the football has been an issue for them a little bit during those two games, the last two games. But at the same time, too, they have six interceptions in the last two games. Can they keep that going this week? So that that's that's one thing I'm looking at is just what can South Carolina do from a pass rush standpoint if it presents itself this weekend? And that's the same thing that we talked about on the offensive side of the ball that's now on the defense side of the ball. It's just can't can they, like you said, six interceptions in the last two weeks or six turnovers in the last two weeks, can they do that against an SEC opponent? Can we see it happen against an SEC opponent? And that's that's the execution we have to see on the field. Um, and you know, we talked about it kind of just believe I'll believe it when I see it. I want to see it this weekend against Kentucky. And I think it's all there. And Mike South Carolina gets Darius rush back this week, right? Or is that Correct. Still up in the air? They get him back. Well, they're feeling, they're feeling better about having him back there. Um, and I think when you look at from the secondary standpoint, having a guy like Darius rush is going to be huge. Mm-hmm. I've said this before about on, on uh, some other platforms. It's not that I don't trust Marcellus Dial, but, you know, he's he's had his moments. Um, he's been fortunate to have two interceptions. He's a smart player. He bounces back. He doesn't feel sorry for himself. But at the same time, too, Darius Rush just gives you a little something extra, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I really like Darius Rush's game on, on top of it all because I think he he's physical in the run game. Um I think he's he's made improvements since the, you know, they need to do good in the, in the perimeter. I talked about this before last week. I don't remember if it was on um, the GCLI postgame show or not. South Carolina has looked a little better on the perimeter in terms of being physical, not looking like they're going out to freaking prom night on a Friday, dancing with the wide receivers, as my high school coach would say. Get off the damn block and make a tackle because that's what they're going to try to do. And screens, off-tackle runs, right? Throws to the flat, putting you in those situations as a corner or even a nickel or an outside linebacker where you have to get off the block. That's something South Carolina struggled with immensely at the beginning of the season. I could see Kentucky doing that, especially with a guy like Will Levis 
short passes, make it like a run situation. So um, having Darius rush back for that will be huge, massive. Uh, I don't know if you guys have any final thoughts before we wrap things up. Um, as again, you know, as I mentioned, at Gillette Stadium, getting ready for Bill Belichick to talk a little bit different than listening to, to Shane Beamer, of course. But uh, I don't know if you guys have any final thoughts before we wrap up this week's uh, show of Leaving South Carolina. Nah, I'm good. I think I just it's gonna be. I do think it's gonna be a competitive game, and uh, I hope South Carolina can come into Lexington and hopefully come out four and two and show the SEC that they can compete. But you know, we'll see, and uh, I'm excited to watch. We've said everything that needs to be said. I mean, it's it, it's it's kind of clear, uh, kind of clear what we have to do. You know compete compete your ass off like compete against these dudes don't don't back down like i mean there's gonna be some situations where we're gonna be down and they're gonna be they're gonna be on us but compete 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 i'm i'm looking forward to saturday i think compete's the best word to use and it's cliche but it's the god's honest truth and they have to compete early in this game if they can compete early against kentucky i think it could be a fun one I really do. I really do. And I, I hope they're able to throw in some extra wrinkles from an offensive standpoint, maybe get a, a little healthier from a defensive standpoint too with those extra two days. And they're able to surprise a lot of people because I feel like there's still a lot of people that are doubting the South Carolina team, and I get it. But I do feel like they have made a lot of improvements over the last two weeks, so we will have to wait and see. Nick and Marcus, always good guys uh, being able to talk and to you and see you guys and uh, we'll do it again next week on believe in south carolina appreciate all of you guys who've tuned in this week enjoy the game saturday night south carolina taking on kentucky Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.